0: Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, hello, my beautiful friends. How are you today? I want to begin this episode by acknowledging that we, our Earth community, once again, is, we're going through, you know, some particularly dark days. And like many of you, I have been watching in horror how the situation in Gaza is developing. And I wrote a bit about it on my Substick newsletter, Milk, but I wanted you to know that as someone that is desperately trying to understand And to observe from multiple angles and to hold space for the emotionally and physically wounded on each side of the conflict, that I see you as well. And I understand that in the midst of all of this, it feels sort of unimportant, you know, silly even to go about our lives as every other day or to listen to a cozy living podcast (laughs) trust me as a creator as a writer and as a mother I feel the pain of the world deeply and I too often find myself wondering why even keep up the work right now and I have to remind myself that just like with the pandemic or other crises this too requires art to continue to be art the light to continue to be light Because if the light goes away completely, we will find ourselves helpless and depressed in the dark and alone. Words deserve to be written and songs need singing. I want to read to you what beautiful author Catherine May wrote in her newsletter last week. She said, I want to suggest today that in these moments, it's more important than ever to take care of yourself. I know that can feel counterintuitive. Making yourself more comfortable seems to only widen our distance from the people who are suffering. But as people in the caring professions know only too well, exhausted minds and bodies help nobody. This peace, which some of us have given, have been given in life's great, unjust lottery, is precious. We have a duty to keep it, to tend to it, and to pass it on. It should not be squandered. We live it in hope that it is contagious, so addictive that it passes to our children and that they hand it down as a basic artifact of being, not a luxury. This deeply moved me. The sentences are, our peace is precious. It should not be be squandered. And so I found myself once more at my desktop, typing out an episode to record for you guys. Something cozy, something to make yourself comfortable, despite and maybe because of the world's terrors. So I hope you can get yourself in a very comfortable spot, grab a warm drink and enjoy the next few minutes. As I want to share a few simple ways today how you can make your kitchen cozier. It's fairly late over here. Normally I prefer to record in the mornings, but tonight I find myself at my desk as my husband is putting the boys to sleep and uh, my daughter is playing in her room and my dog is kind of peacefully snoring over in the corner. So I hope this will be good recording, um, but don't mind if, um, you know, some unexpected noises (laughs) show up in the background. So within every topic I explore, I am, I'm always trying to give you, you know, attainable options. And so I'm going to try to do the same here with this episode um, about how to make your kitchen feel more cozy. I think the biggest secret to the coziest kitchen is a soft place to sit. Now I am a big believer in having a bed, a sofa or a bench with thick sheepskin or, you know, like a, a soft armchair somewhere even in the tiniest of kitchens. The kitchen undoubtedly is the beating heart of our homes. It's where our everyday routines and our daily nourishment become shared narratives And where stories weave seamlessly in the preparation of food, our connections are nurtured, and memories crafted. Kitchens are communal spaces, and they're warm spaces, both literally and figuratively. Spaces filled with delightful aromas. And it is the perfect space where you can have wonderful conversations, or kids can play while you and your partner are stirring and chopping kitchens deserve a soft place for the people you love to land. Now one of my favorite childhood photos that I have of me and my father is is one that shows me sitting on his belly as he's lounging on an old sofa. The sofa was actually in my maternal grandmother's kitchen and it was the room for the whole family to be together on our visits there. In my current kitchen, I have longed to replace the practical but somewhat uncomfortable breakfast table with a nice antique bench or sofa. My kitchen is small, and if I found a bench that had built-in storage and a nice space to sit on top, you know that would be amazing. But in any case, you know you can put an armchair, a lounger, or, like I said, my favorite, a day bed in your kitchen. Envision the togetherness that c- that could unfold. I see my daughter reading big chapter books while her little brother plays trains on the floor and I cook dinner. I see myself us coffees with our espresso machine. I can envision friends having a nice place to sit while I talk to them, busily preparing our meal, or me and my husband sharing a glass of wine in the evening as we talk about our days. As a matter of fact, if you have ever come to my house for coffee or dinner, you have most likely spent a significant amount of time perched in the kitchen with me as the words bubble over my lips while I foam milk or arrange charcuterie and food for us or actually while I clean up dishes. I don't think it's rude. As a matter of fact, I think it's quite cozy to get started on cleaning the dishes while my guests are still around and they can sit with me in the kitchen and entertain me with their stories. If you have a cozy seat in your kitchen, you're making room for conversation, for breastfeeding, for reading, for storytelling, or even lovemaking. This holiday season, you could simply bring in some dining chairs, you know, maybe with a sheepskin on top, or if you already have a kitchen island, you could put comfortable cushions or sheepskin on the chairs around it to make it more inviting. Over on my substack. I will put together a beautiful gallery with some examples for you. So head over there and subscribe to my newsletter that's called Milk for free. Or if you want to support my work in a sustainable way, you can opt for a paid subscription, which buys me a coffee. Anyways, another way to make your kitchen cozier in an instant is to bring in a lot of different light sources. I have found that some homes, especially here in America, come with the brightest, coldest light you can imagine in their kitchens. I don't know why that is, maybe so if you don't cut your fingers off. I don't know. But instead try and bathe your kitchen in the soft golden glow of ambient lighting, transforming the space into a haven of coziness, especially during these colder months ahead. We spend so much time in our kitchens. Why not just make it a space for utility, but a space that also invites lingering in a room with a cocooning sort of ambience? Especially if your dining area is connected to your kitchen, if you have an open floor plan, you want to make sure that the layered lighting creates a sense of serenity, setting the stage for intimate conversations, as well as shared meals in a space of retreat. New fixtures are wonderful, but they can very easily get very expensive. And if you wanted to transform the light and mood in your kitchen, literally today, after you listen to this, you could just start by adding some candles. Now that it is darker for longer, and the sun sets sooner at night, I always have candles in the windowsills, lit, and sometimes on the countertop. And you could even get some some simple but beautiful wall sconces to hold taper candles in a fairly affordable way. I think another powerful way to add a layer of soft lighting is to bring in a table lamp and simply plug it in on your counter. Yes, I've said it. I don't think table lamps are just for your living spaces anymore. I think they belong in the kitchen because the soft glow of a table lamp will cast a warm, intimate light across your counter and instantly make it more cozy. I think table lamps in the kitchen bring in an element of charm and homeliness. If you go to any thrift store, I'm sure you can source a vintage lamp in working condition, or you could snag just a whimsical lampshade that you could add to an existing base. You could browse Pinterest, which I just checked, it contains a multitude of simple and beautiful lampshade do-it-yourselves. My third tip to make your kitchen a cozier space is to add art, especially in the forms of paintings or drawings. Displaying art in your kitchen can evoke a profound sense of enrichment. When adorned with art, this utilitarian space that is the kitchen its practicality, and becomes a place of personal expression. Art in the kitchen has the power to infuse the space with character, reflecting your individual taste and creativity. It creates a dialogue between the functional and the aesthetic, and it turns the mundane tasks into moments of inspiration. The colors, textures, and themes of art you choose can evoke emotions and memories, imbuing the kitchen with a unique atmosphere. It transforms the act of cooking or dining into a very multisensory experience, not just for your taste buds, but you know also for our visual sensibilities. Whether it's vibrant paintings or vintage prints or quirky sculptures, the art you choose becomes a source of inspiration and a testament to the notion of beauty in any space it's also a fabulous conversation starter. The act of finding and curating and displaying art in this space is a beautiful celebration of sort of the intersection between, you know, the practicalities of our daily lives and then the beauty and profound impact of visual expression. So when it comes to art, I think that anything goes really And you may find yourself in a season of life where spending a lot of money on art is simply impossible, but maybe you are also someone who has a lot of negative emotions around spending money on art. Maybe you have wasps or snobby members of the upper class or, you know, um, whatever biases we we may have. And I want to encourage you to have a bit of a think on where your emotions stem from. Maybe it is something you heard your parents say, or maybe you doubt your own taste in art, and maybe you feel like the world of art is the secret club and you're not a member. Or maybe you feel like spending money on art is just frivolous, and it is the opposite of the grounded work ethic you may have. Who knows? But I do know that there is a lot of emotion around buying art, and so I just wanted to quickly share my take on this. I think adding art that you personally love, especially for your kitchen, can make your heart widen and your mood lift again and again and again, because it is a daily invocation of a deeply personal beauty in your life. Thus, for me, art is always a good idea. The art you add could be simple. It could be a drawing your child made. It could be an old family photo beautifully matted into a frame. It could be something you have painted yourself. It could be simple and unassuming, or it could be a large piece, a big eye catcher, maybe even a provocation. Art can absolutely be free and not, you know, cost you absolutely nothing. However, it May also very well be that you fell in love with a piece that costs quite a bit. And with this episode, I want to give you the permission to allow yourself to slowly build up money for an art piece you have been eyeing, or even just for the intention of buying art one day. And this doesn't have to be much. I've, I've read of one woman recently who just saved two or three dollars every week. Until she could afford the painting that she wanted. I feel as women and mothers, we are experts on denying things from ourselves. We would give our last shirts for anyone in our family, and yet we often find it difficult to spend money on something merely because it would add beauty to our lives. But I think it's worth it. Depending on your personal circumstances, you know, it may take months or years to build up the fund for it, but. The right artist, the right piece, that's really magical. And, you know, I would consider it. In my kitchen, I have currently three framed pieces on display. One is a black and white photograph with me and my husband and my son, Winter, when he was a newborn. I was taken by um, my beautiful friend and photographer in the UK, Siobhan Watts. And the second is an abstract print that actually came to me in the form of a thank you postcard when I ordered from a small label a few years ago. Its beauties just struck me and I have it framed ever since. The third is a more expensive piece and it's a huge art print by painter Sofia Lynn of Sweden that my husband gifted me for Christmas a few years ago. The painting portrays a woman holding a mug and she's sort of dreamy contemplative you know reflective even and the painting is primarily made of rich hues of green and she is just this calming and trusted companion on the wall for me so all I ask of you when you bring art into your home and into your kitchen make it yours don't grab something generic don't get something because you have seen it a million times on social media art is deeply personal Again, I will put some images of kitchen art I found online into a subsequent post for your viewing pleasure. Um, but you know, there are so so many ways to really cozy up your kitchen. You could bring in deeply rich antique wood furniture, playful thrift store cups and dishes. As a matter of fact, just today I saw this English butter dish on Facebook Marketplace that was in the form of an English cottage, and I just adored it. it it was quirky and romantic and beautiful. You could, you could be hanging dried herbs and flowers, or you could be having fresh flowers on display. You could be growing herbs on your windowsill. You could put a record player in the kitchen, or you could add so much depth with a beautiful carpet. The possibilities are endless. But there is one more thing that I wanted to add. Something that is more cozy than anything else. And it's this one. Honor your rest. Especially this holiday season, make sure you don't burn yourself out in the kitchen. Make sure it continues to be a place of joy. Sometimes the perfect holiday dinner looks like a four-course meal or serving up all the sides. But sometimes it looks like making it potluck style. Or ordering Chinese food, like my family does on Christmas Eve, so that I can actually play with my children after they have unpacked their presents. Bring in the type of coziness that is a husband that pours a glass of wine while he starts on the dishes. Or you guys decide to do the dishes in the morning and you go make love instead. Accept the help of family members and friends. Let them clear the table bring the side dish, grab something at the store for you, let your partner, your aunt, your friend take over swinging the stirring spoon for a bit. Involve the children, let them help. They're great. They can do much more than we think they can. My eight-year-old is in charge of emptying the dishwasher, for example, and even just a small thing has helped me so much. Most of all, Stay true to your values. To me, you know, one, two beautifully made, organic, delicious side dishes on Thanksgiving are more important than five made from cans. So make it about what is important to you. Value your values, value your energy, and listen in with yourself. Make it cozy because you are cozy. And with that being said, I hope this episode you well and I hope you take good care of yourself and join me again next week bye thank you so much for being here with me today I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower more intentional life if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe leave me a review let me know where you like to listen to my podcast or write to me and most importantly tell all your friends about milk and coffee for more nourishing lifestyle inspiration Supportive mindset shifts and all the coziness. Follow me on Instagram at avamaria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey, and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?